1: Look <laughs> you know, at ah! Right on my hoover that was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yuckety yuck, yeah. McManikin. The British Bulldog is part of the new generation. Who may all bow before? Key Mabel! Mabel! Yes, here it comes, here it comes to Jack Knight. On lives the new generation
3: and the World Wrestling Federation. Welcome, everyone, to the cultaholic Classic Raw review, as the other cultaholic lads real from money in the bank we are here checking we've got money in the bank because it's the darkest era of the wwf we are trudging through it who wee we i be fake geordie radio presenter without portfolio former cultaholic heavyweight champion tom campbell and i'm with the bear in the big blue bar cage the head pen of cultaholic doesn't need a pencil he gets it right every time he is justin henry and he is off of america Hey, Tommy, what's up? I'm good, buddy. How the devil are you, more importantly? I'm doing just fine, in
2: spite of this show that we had to watch.
3: (laughs) It wasn't, um... wasn't the finest hour for WWF, this particular one. Did you enjoy some... Did you enjoy the fans' return for money in the bank last night before we go any further? Let's just a little touch on some modern stuff.
2: Oh, it was, um... Yeah, I mean, it's just good to see fans back all around, and, uh... Hopefully, it stays that way, not with all these variants flying around that we don't have to. Although maybe it'll encourage a few more people to to get vaccinated instead of just trying to fly by the seat of their pants.
3: It would. You'd hope so. You hope this is this is a polite way where we go forward. I tell you what's the, the most exciting part about this is, um, you might not appreciate to hear where because to, 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 this is audio. You may not know. You may not be able to tell, but I am talking to you from. In the offices of Cultaholic, we are we are back. We are beginning the journey back to, to normal life. The isolation station is closed, and this the. You know, it's obviously COVID rates are going up in the United Kingdom. <laughs> but it's Freedom Day. We are recording this on COVID rates going up. Well, hopefully the vaccine will be all right. It's Freedom Day. And there is a, a, a there is despite that small matter of COVID rates going up, there is a, a sense of hope in the air. And it's just nice to be back in the office. I've seen I've seen people in the office that I haven't seen in in probably about 18 months. Today, Justin.
2: How tall is Andrew now?
3: Oh bless him. He's had a growth spurt while we've been away. He's now he's now five foot (laughs) ten. That's excellent. <laughs> he's, he's shooting up that boy. It's brought tear to my eye. He'll be happy. I happy. Having... he'll grow in that sweater I got him for Christmas. <laughs> he'll grow into it one day. I, t- I said he would. I said he would. But anyway, <laughs> we can't revel in that. We are here to go back in time to 1995. It is a a a show best left forgotten, apparently, um, for Monday Night Raw. But we're going to go through it. So this is your first time here. Welcome in. Justin Henry and I, it is our job to critique every single episode of Monday Night Raw from the very beginning to the bitter end, either Justin's, mine, or the show's, and it could go on for quite some time. Uh, we'll do, what we do before we hand over to Justin Henry to guide us through this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, um, I'm going to turn my volume up because so I'm apparently very quiet. There we go. Is that better? much better. There we go. Apologies if you had very low sound at the start of this. You'll just have to deal with it because it's teething problems, isn't it? So (laughs) what we do before we go into this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, uh, and Justin Henry will guide us through that, I'm going to talk us through what's been happening in the wrestling news in this week in 1995. Where and when are we this week, Justin, by the way?
2: Uh, That is part three of the TV tapings from two weeks earlier. This is it's aired Monday, August seventh, nineteen ninety-five. This was taped in anti-fame Louisville Gardens in Louisville, Kentucky.
3: So we're, we're, this is so this is the third set of tapings, did you say now? Yes. So we're getting we're getting to that beautiful part that we call the warmed-up cold cuts of a raw taping, where we're just getting like the dregs of what is left, and a tired <laughs> crowd, and even more tired wrestlers.
2: It's <laughs> three left behind candy DMs at the end of the steam tray. <laughs>
3: It's a good time. These are the best ones. Um, This thin roster that we're dealing with, Justin, is only getting thinner. Uh, This week, Bam Bam Bigelow, who has been headlining some of the tours uh, against Mabel on the house show run, uh, suffered a hyperextended knee. He's been missing TV shows. So therefore, we've had some WWF house shows headlined by either Mabel versus Razor Ramon or Mabel versus Savio Vega. That's where we're at today. They're offering refunds. I believe that is the alternative to the main event. But here's a, here's the thing: in the event that what what WWF tends to do is, in the event that um, they have to um, they, they have to replace somebody at the top of the card, they'll always have the babyface go over to send the fans home happy. But they're really pushing Mabel at the moment, so therefore you're not getting that. You're not getting that. Instead, uh, you're getting disqualification or countout wins. Uh, just to, to, to hopefully send the fans home happy because you've got to keep Mabel strong for SummerSlam, brother. Jeez, some dodgy shows at this time.
2: The only way the fans go home happy is if they stayed home in the first place.
3: That's the only way you go happy. <laughs> <laughs> just just keeping the money and maybe, I don't know, having a pizza instead. Um, was on Cartoon Network? Oh, there you go. What would have been on Cartoon Network in 95? I uh, I think this is pre-Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> yeah, they were, this is this is before the golden era. Let us know Let us know by tweeting at JRH, writing what was on, and we will remember this conversation, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. ECW is uh, tantalizingly close to being shut down, apparently. So at press time, the future of ECW on the Sunshine Network and affiliate Liberty Cable was in question after the network decided to pull this past week's airings of the show due to an ooh, angle ooh, ooh. involving the Sandman, Mikey Whipwreck, and woman. Justin, tell us about this angle. I knew you'd know. I knew you yes,
2: would Okay, so it was Sandman versus Mikey. Samman had his point as the champion. Mikey was the you know, rising plucky underdog challenger. They had a Singapore caning match where the loser had to withstand ten whacks of the Singapore cane. Sandman won. So Mikey had to submit himself to this. Sandman kept beating Mikey brutally. And woman, Nancy Sullivan's Nancy Sullivan, aka Nancy Benoit. Um was acting quite aroused after each strike like she was taking sadistic sexual pleasure from watching Mikey get beaten and and she kept giving Mikey outs as if he would um if he, if he would just kiss her feet she would let him she she would cease the beating then and they're like after the fourth one after the fifth one so to speak and we each and so strikes, and she was more and more um, into it and Mikey had to endure all 10 because Mikey refused to back down to show how tough he was but it kept uh, it was a thing
3: I'm really surprised that the Sunshine Network <laughs> was upset with a woman getting her rocks off to a man getting beaten and offering to get her foot kissed to stop the pain. That doesn't sound very Sunshine Network, does it? Well, at least somebody was happy. Yeah. Some. Do you know what? There is a <laughs> special sect of the audience, and I ain't judging. You do what you need to do. We, you know, love conquers all. A special sector of the audience that would have had a great appreciation for that. Uh, apparently taken from a, a scene from Natural Born Killers. There's some inspiration mm. from this.
2: Yeah, and I remember that all, all of EC dub at this point was either Natural Born Killers or Pulp Fiction.
3: It was it was just it was basically like Paul Heyman really into that kind of film, wasn't it? <laughs> I think Pauline was just into that kind of enjoyment. Dirty boy. He was a dirty boy, as my dad would call him. He's a dirty boy. Uh, some dubsy dub stuff, right? You know how we talked last week about IRS, aka Mike Rotunda, potentially taking a road agent's role, and he is there to be the sweaty substitute on the house show, should anybody not make it? Oh, my God. We need well, need got Mabel well, versus IRS. <laughs> I
2: know, I know the story. I know the story. Okay, so what happens is, they almost threw worldwide off the air because IRS kept moaning with pleasure every time Big Bubba <laughs> hit Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a steel chair.
3: You they and, they got, the...
2: <laughs> and he got so sweaty, they interpreted it as something else. Is so like, no,
3: that's too much. We can't have that. Was John! That no, don't, John. Don't, John. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, that Those would have been choices. funnier. That would have been funnier than what actually happened with Redunda <laughs> this week. Um Apparently, Rotunda is potentially taking a job at WCW. Uh, Dave Meltzer, me? Meltzer says, don't ask me why. <laughs> <laughs> the, the original idea was to hold a press conference to announce the new Monday Nitro show. They've dropped Wrestling Nitro. It's now Monday Nitro. And he says, uh, to bring in Mike Rotunda at the press conference and without saying so, pretend it, they're having an interpromotional match on the first night. <laughs> Fuck. Without- with IRS money, 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 <laughs> tax in all your money. I don't know what was was. Okay, so this was apparently an idea that somebody had was to bring in Mike Rotunda, pretend he was over there. He was joining a he was joining as Mike Rotunda. That's what they were saying. That's what they wanted to do, and then have him do like an interpromotional match. Like I just, I mean, the art, the concept of invaders to the WCW is something that they will lean very heavily on next year. (laughs) But this is... I'm glad they waited. (laughs) IRS is the NWO. Mm. (laughs) Potentially what we got.
2: (laughs) You people, you know who I am, but you don't... I see wipes his brow. No, why? (laughs) Wipes his brow. (laughs) I'm here.
3: Nor do I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so would he, would he be the new world body odor <laughs> the, the the new world odor <laughs> oh, bless iris him. is the third man oh, could you imagine all <laughs> oh, you tax sheets are gonna bow down to the new <laughs> wet organization you fans can audit yourself, brother. <laughs> what a different timeline that is. So there is a, a Mike Rotunda variant somewhere that became the leader of the NWO. Hi, if you've watched Loki. Um, first main event of Nitro at, at this time, because this is what's been cool about doing these shows over the last few weeks, is that we're reporting like as WCW Monday Nitro is being put together. And some of the things we've reported aren't happening. Some of the things that we're reporting are happening in a slightly different way. But at this particular point in this week in the year of Our Lord 1995, the main event of Nitro is scheduled to be Hulk Hogan versus Paul Orndorff. Mm. Yeah, we nearly had like a, a big WWF main event from the 80s open, like as the first main event for Monday Nitro. Uh,
2: Hogan does end up facing uh, an 80s nemesis, although it's a different 80s nemesis. Oddly enough, somebody else he had a great cage match with on Saturday Night's main event.
3: Do you reckon they just went get the guy that Hogan had a great 80s cage match with, and they just got the memos mixed up?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, first they called Don Morocco.
3: <laughs> oh! <laughs> Bundy! I don't work the States anymore. Bundy's phone never rang, strangely. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, um, how would you have felt about Hogan versus the Wundorf on the first ever Nitro? I mean, it, it was going to be a means to an end
2: match just to have Hogan there for... I mean, Hogan's going to be there for no matter what because A to is the biggest star and B to plug past the mania, mm-hmm. but thankfully it ended up being C to give us the big angle for the second night show, which uh, we'll get there.
3: We'll get there. We will all get there. Announcements. It won't house. be long now. It won't be long. We'll meet again uh, this week. WCW Edge Collision in Career at last. This was the show they take back in April. Uh, how they make that massive venue look like a sportatorium is impressive. There was. I do agree with that. So, God, like the biggest capacity crowd ever, and it looks like you're in an armory. Like well, That's amazingly bad. And th- there was so much about the the WCW's uh, release of Collision in Korea that just left a lot to be desired. The camera work made it look like a tiny event. And you had the commentary, uh, the English commentary, which was on the top of the Japanese audio. But then you have the Japanese commentary, on the audio and they've not mixed them down separately so they have to really lower the volume on the comment on the on the audio track for collision and Career. so the jap so the english commentary can be put over the japanese commentary but then you lose so much of the energy of that night those those loud noises and the bangs and all of that well well it's the crowd wasn't really loud to begin with Until Nokia came out, but a lot of noises from like the from the match is lost. I feel like when you have the sound mixing so low that you can't hear like the ring, the people hitting the ring canvas and stuff. I feel like it 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 does affect it somewhat.
2: The show wasn't interesting until Dark Side of the Ring
3: came out. Yeah, that's true. So we'll come back in 20 that's... years and we'll talk about it then.
2: Well, let me just say about that episode, the best part was the theremin music, like it was a 50s horror movie.
3: <laughs> I, we watched, Alex and I watched that. And Alex, who has no origin, no no idea what the Collision and Career show was all about. So going into it very, very fresh-eyed was... Uh... Was just like, why are they acting like this is a horror film? It just sounds like they just had an experience in Korea. <laughs> huh.
2: Why don't you ask Scott Norton why it was like a horror film?
3: <laughs> Norton, yeah, Norton, very much the the star of that piece. It to me, it it like history is kind of history tells this story. And I, I don't want to get into the discussion on on Korea. That's not why we're here. We're here to, to laugh at jobbers and oh, isn't Diesel a rubbish champion? But it's that the, the whole thing. It's a very different culture and they were in the middle of it. But it sounds like the wrestlers kind of made their own problems that week. (laughs) It just, well, a little be bit. of Fox stuff is to be believed, <laughs> yeah. If it's just like if they're constantly fighting and trying to, like for God's sake, Eric Bischoff. Like for all the for all the amazing things, for all the amazing things that are that, that Eric Bischoff has, has studied, the one thing he could have studied is the room during that week. <laughs> if he hadn't been just going out for a jog in the middle of Korea. <laughs> like, and again, all of these stories for Collision in Career, you take with a pinch of salt. Um, i hope
2: every future dark has scorpio on it whether or not he he has, he has he has any involvement with the story
3: or he just decides he's in it <laughs>
2: yes yeah, yeah, let's just put him like the xpw episode and like the whatever so, and, and and just have him just tell stories be amazing. Him, and, him, him and him and
3: kim would both <laughs> that, if that's the whole series wow beautiful that'd be a great a podcast with those two that'd be amazing that'd be amazing WCW, uh, as well as showing Collision Career this week, uh, they aired Clash of Champions, a live special from Daytona Beach, Florida. Do you remember much about this Clash of the Champions, Justin? Yes, I remember. Yeah, I remember it was weird seeing Vader as a baby face. Hmm, that was. I, I was surprised by 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 this news. Um, I'll just run down the card because it's a combination main event and Clash of Champions on this night. So I'll run down the card dead quick. We'll do some stars. Uh, Johnny B. Bad and Big Bubba Rogers, 3 minutes 14. How many stars? One. One and a quarter. Wow. Nasty Boys beat Los Especialistas. Turned out to be the Barrio Brothers. They were fakes all along and the Nasty Boys exposed them. Uh, How many stars did this get, Justin? Dud. It was a ones, though. Really? Mm. In what Dave Meltzer calls the best match of the sh- of the main event show, Brian Pillman pinned Marcus Bagwell. How many stars? One and three quarters. Three. Wow. Spicy work from Marcus and Pillman. And in oh, the main, ev- main event and main event, uh, Hulk Hogan beat Kamala via disqualification after Zodiac and Shark, a.k.a. John Tenter, ran in, and Sting and Randy Savage made the save. How many stars?
2: Well, well, first, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give an opinion. I'll give a guess, and then and I'll, and I'll give a new hot take. Go on, then. I'm going to say I'm gonna say this was a dud. Okay, and what's your hot take? Yeah. John Tenta should not have been the shark. He should have been a giant octopus called Tentacle.
3: <laughs> uh, it was one star, but you are right about Tentacle. <laughs> <laughs> what would that have looked like? If only there was someone that could show us using the power of Photoshop. I can't think of anyone. Oh, well, Clash of Champions. (laughs) Um, Opening match, Sting and Hawk beat Meng and Kurosawa. Um, Dave says, it figures they take a guy with a legit wrestling credential, uh, such as Kurosawa, and make him into a martial arts gimmick, despite the fact that he has no martial arts experience at all. He then says, I don't know what planet Hawk was on, but it was the worst I've ever seen of him. How many stars did this get? I guess it was a hyphen, negative one. Yeah, it was minus two. Oh, even worse. <laughs> it was a bad night for Hawk. Particular stink. There's only so much stink can do here. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page pins Alex Wright. Uh, Apparently, like, there's been a bit of a change of the guard behind the scenes at WCW, and they're not as into Alex Wright as the previous were. And Page pretty soundly beats him, and it looks like Page is off to do other things. But how many stars did this get? One and a, half. Two and a Three quarters. Okay. Uh, Renegade beat the man who could potentially headline WCW Monday Night Show Episode 1, Paul Orndorff. What did this get? Negative one. This was a dud. For Mm -hmm. Mr. Wonderful, the late Mr. Wonderful. Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry beat Dick Slater and Bunkhouse Buck and Colonel Rob Parker in 11 minutes. Now, there's a a storyline bit that goes down here, uh, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to. Before we do, Justin, how many stars? One. Minus one.
0: Oh wow! Um,
3: Renegade, Renegade was in the match that was better than two matches on this show so far. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty bad night. Do you know the, the story, story? Do you know yeah. the story here?
2: Yeah, it's where Sherry gets a, it's a knock on the head, and she develops this sort of, amnesia crush
3: on Colonel Parker. That's it. So it's, uh, that's what happens when you get a concussion, and followed by amnesia, you fall in love with Colonel Robert
2: Parker. You know, what? I'm not going to complain because they're both dynamic personalities, yeah. Parker. Parker was underrated. This, I, I realized it, it, it may not be the most PC gimmick being being this sharecropper from the south, or, or, or plantation ownerberry or supposed to be, but um, he was so into it, like like oh lordy, with, with all his his wild promos and the like, he
3: played it to he played it to a hilt. He was very like, nah, 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 nah. J.R. Ewing. Uh, Hogan did an interview, uh, talked about the McMahons were all shaking in their boots because of the power of Hulkamania. Just a little dig at Vince and the WWF from them. Uh, To which Hogan enters the Dungeon of Doom. (laughs) He uh, comes across the giant Paul White who rips off Hogan's cross. (laughs) Uh, This leads to an attack by the Dungeon of Doom uh, and then... Hogan being saved by Vader, Sting, and Randy Savage. Uh, the giant not phased by being attacked by the baby faces. Hogan getting dragged away and saved. They're pushing the giant as the son of Andre the giant at this point. Yay! Did yeah.
2: they should have put Hogan tried to bribe the giant?
3: <laughs> no, I, 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 don't, I didn't put that
2: here. Did he try and bribe uh, the giant? Yeah, he pulled out three pennies from his toes and tried to give them to him <laughs> <laughs> and Giant looked at him confused and Hogan says, it's not
3: locked.
1: <laughs>
3: Apparently, he also tried to offer him <laughs> um, a trading card from, from tag, the, the ultimate tag team wrestler's trading cards. And he hands over a Rick Steiner training card to which he says, it's not Scott. <laughs> ah...
2: The worst part is when Giants tried to give him some oregano. He says, it's not pot. <laughs> you can't hear Tom, but he is laughing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love the Dungeon of Doom so much. <laughs> this is why I, I feel like had Cultaholic been around during the Dungeon of Doom, I probably would have been cast out because I'd be giving all these segments A pluses ungraded. I would have just, like, this is just, this is, this is my jam. This really well, is. the question is, would you have been serious in given those grades, or would you have been? Uh, I, I think everything I would have done would have been with my tongue very firmly planted in my cheek. Um, but then
2: someone else on YouTube would have been like, like, you asshole, that was the worst thing ever. We should have got to have.
3: Yeah, and comments going, oh, et cetera. Okay, Vader uh, beat Rick and Arn Anderson in a handicap match. So the story of this match is that every time Anderson gets tagged in, he does all right. Nate gets tagged in, he gets clattered. That's basically the story. Vader beats them both in 18 minutes. How many stars? Two and a half. Ooh, spot on. Two and a half. You had to get one right at the very end. See, ma- matches in the Alex right. <clears throat> Match of the night, Alex Wright on that particular show, and they didn't even like him that much.
2: Hey, bro, I was involved also. <laughs> I'm the one who
3: mapped out the match in the
2: first place, Jack.
3: Bob, <laughs> Daddy, bless him. Uh, that's all my notes for this week in the wrestling. This bloody week in the wrestling. Uh, it is now the the honor and the privilege of one Justin Henry. To... <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> to talk us through this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Go for it, Justin.
2: So we have a cliffhanger. which i like a cliff hangover? <laughs> um, <laughs> on last week's show, you may recall that the tag team title match was the main event. It was Owen Hart and Yokozuna versus Razor Ramon at Savio Vega. And the match just ended because time ran out. Razor signal for The Edge. The copyright notice came up. And, and we learned that this week, they're just going to restart the entire match. Now, there's a problem here. <laughs> but this is only a problem if you're one of the 4,000 people in Louisville who went to this show. You see, the problem is you're watching both matches back-to-back back in real time. So, they do the non-finish, which I, I believe in the, in the arena, not on TV. They ended it with like a count-out or a DQ as an excuse for why they had to redo it. So then everybody leaves, and then minutes later, everybody comes back out with their um, entrance attire back on for a brand new match, just minutes later.
3: It's a weird. It's such a weird moment. Like, knowing that... And I get it. You're trying to present it as a week-by-week week product, and you have to do that. But for oh, the live audience, product. that's really odd.
2: <laughs> but, but yes, it's, um, it's very strange. And you, you notice that the crowd energy is dim during this match
3: because they've already seen it
2: yeah this is they didn't bother to turn on the heat machine for most of those
3: do you know how you could have got around that i pondered this as we watched as i watched this thinking how would you get around this situation because i think that we sell talked about turner. it last week do I? so sorry so what <laughs> sell <to> ted turner <laughs> i mean that that is an option at this point I was just going to say have the show start with all four guys just fighting around the ring and just say they couldn't wait for the title credits to start. I don't know. And you could have then, you if, if you think about it, you could have had it so the match ended uh, on TV sensibly, but then the live audience would have just seen them carry on and then fight around the ringside area. And then... When the TV comes back, it's like, oh, this is the new match, but they couldn't wait to get started, so they're starting now, and it's a hot start to Monday Night Raw with four guys having a good old fight. What do you reckon?
2: I, I reckon that if you had said that to Vince 26 years ago, he would have turned to Bruce or Pat and go, what am I paying you for? <laughs>
3: what am I paying you for?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Well, you know, um, <laughs> I do a lot of impressions to make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, pal.
3: I love it. What was I saying earlier? <laughs> Where the hell have so, you been?
2: So well, b- before we get to that fun a little bit, we got to talk about the um, the promos during this opening bit. Because the, first they show the non-ending from last week. Mm-hmm. Rem- rematch tonight, obviously. Plus, Diesel versus Mo.
3: If, if you were ever in doubt that this company was really lacking some oomph right now, that is Exhibit A to D. That is.
2: in Bret Hart's book, he talks about how it was this weekend that he found out he was beating Diesel for the belt Survivor Series. Not widespread, but Vince um, and Bret had a phone conversation because I happen to be reading that part because it, it may have something to do with it with the upcoming video called aholic Holic. Ooh, and um. And Brett, and Brett was asked then and there if he had any problems losing the Sean at WrestleMania 12. So eight months in advance the plan is coming together.
3: Okay, so the, the diesel runners, they, they were still on diesel power for a little while longer though, but come November it looks as if it's all coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Is it?
2: Yes, it's, um, I wonder if Brett asked Vince, is like, now you sure you want me to go over Kevin at Survivor Series if Vince <laughs> watches this promo? Yes. If we could have have Survivor Series on August 8th, we would. Now, I don't know whose fault that promo was, but they shouldn't have been here much longer. (laughs) So then we hit the opening, and then we hit the tag team title match. Now, perhaps I shouldn't say hit, because that would imply energy. Remember how Owen Hart and Yokozuna, or how Owen and Coco were called high energy?
3: Yes. Here's their low energy. <laughs> this is minimal energy. Yes. Orange
2: Cassie would be a hummingbird if he were in this match.
3: <laughs> Slight energy.
2: So we get a little bit of sweetening initially. But you see the crowd is just like still. Like there's just cardboard cutouts in place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Vincent
2: says,
3: you can feel the energy in this crowd.
2: <laughs> that's, that, was that that's, the,
3: that's what the heat machine will do for you.
2: Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't know which one, it was Vince or one of them said because I wrote my notes. You can tell Owen Hart's not happy about this at all. We're working two long matches in a row. Can't
3: blame him. God. It's, um. Ble- and like we we I mentioned this a few times, and I, and I really feel it in this show where the, where it is a lack of star power. Like they are so desperate to sell this. To the audience at home that everything is fine, but it's uh, it's really not right now. <laughs> it's really yeah. not. The Bronx is burning. <laughs>
2: <sighs> <sighs> it's, uh, so we do get an important tidbit during this match, which has been announced over the weekend shows mm-hmm. the, the gorilla Monsoon is now the interim president of the WWF.
3: I like this. This is a good. Ind- now it's he's no Jack Tunney, but then who is? But I like that the inclusion not. of uh, you, you know you're using a legend in this role, and I think Gorilla Monsoon is 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 a is a good choice for it. You know, still yeah. can still speak and has that authoritarian stance about him. And really, they want they it says in the Observer they're looking for somebody who can be a little bit more hands on in the role and. Tunney was very limited. As much as I love Jack Tunney, he's very limited. He can't really do anything particularly physical in there. He's not very intimidating either. So as Gorilla Monsoon, you've got... No, not
2: intimidating.
3: I mean, if he's coming at you with a sword, I'm going to run away. Um, John, what would that look like? Drew um, <laughs> Mac <and> <laughs> This sword was carved by the Canadian Rockies and the mystical monsters that live in my brain. (laughs) Furthermore.
2: Uh, I think Jack Tunney invented Monty Python. (laughs) Jack
3: Tunney's flying circus. In fact, I would have preferred Jack Tunney if if a match had been going on and he just cut it and gone, no, stop now, this is getting too silly. Ah, uh, no one likes to laugh more than I do, except perhaps my wife and some of her friends. Come to think of it, everyone likes a laugh more than I do, but that's not the point. Furthermore, this match is getting too silly. Let's cut to some precision drilling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: His fan base will be the further morons. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a big hello to all my further morons out there. <laughs> let, me, but yes, but... let me hear my further morons in San Francisco. Okay, <laughs> fair enough.
2: You're not all here tonight, Tom. We're having too much fun here. We We have to properly convey what watching this match felt like.
3: Oh, I'll just, (laughs) I'll just cry. That'll do it.
2: (laughs) If I now, with all due respect to the men involved here, and I like all four of them for different reasons, they were going through the motions. They
3: really were, because they've already done the match. Bless them, they've already done it.
2: I can't blame them for the performance they gave here. They were, I'm sure, they were tired. But if I can quote the late great George Carlin, have you ever watched golf on TV? It's like watching flies fuck.
3: <laughs> I think I think this is the second time you've used that quote in the history of the Classic Raw Review. It's a good quote. It's a great quote. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've used it before as well. And I'm, and I'm delighted for it to make a return in, in this particular century of the Classic Raw Review. <laughs> Now, ha- having watched golf
2: on TV, I can say it's better than this match because they're making progress. <laughs> so it's like, okay, n- okay, okay, now uh, now Dustin Johnson's winning. Okay, now let's see how um, <clears throat> how Bryson DeChambeau does on this hole here. See, that's building to something. I know what's going on. Here, oh, they're just killing time. They oh, mean, but Montez president good. now. So the, the important thing here is that and Monsoon being the fan friendly president and someone who wants to watch, actually watch a good pay per view for once in his life, has scrapped the Sean Sid match from SummerSlam and replaced it with Sean versus Razor in a ladder match for the yeah, final title.
3: This is a good shout. This is a very, and, and again, this is done to, um, th- there's a two fold reason for, for this match being added. One, business is down. Business is down. <laughs> uh, there's a three fold reason for this match being added. <laughs> business is down. Um, they want to establish Gorilla Monsoon as this fan-friendly uh, commissioner uh, authority figure, so give him a hot match to announce. And also, according to Dave, uh, they looked at the card for SummerSlam to the WWF and went, wow, this is crap. <laughs> we need to do something. So the decision was made, hey, look, we've got Shawn on the roster, we've got Rage on the roster, they lit it up at WrestleMania with that ladder match, let's give
1: him another one.
3: It's very—it's kind of modern-day WWF booking, but in the style of the ni- mid '90s, whereby they just sort of slapdash something out, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and it was—it was the good guys versus the hastily assembled horses
3: at this point. Very much so. Very much and, so. And
2: it shows a lack of depth on the, on the roster and lack of fleshed out characters.
3: And it's, but hey, look, we're getting a, we're getting a Razor sean ladder match, which we all talk about in closer to the time because there's, uh, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, behind the scenes on this one, in terms of what they ended up doing and how they ended up doing.
2: Certainly is. So, uh, these guys are just going through the motions here. A lot of arm work. We learned that Dean Buggles is going to critique this match. I'm sure he is.
3: I'm thinking he's very much going to.
2: <laughs> After about five minutes of doing house show filler stuff, I want to hit the DDT. We're, we're, we're kind of going somewhere. Razor's face in peril, and he actually takes a great flying bump over the top rope. Razor Ramon goes airborne to about eight feet off the ground, and bump, I've never seen Scott Hall take in my life. <laughs> but that's enough excitement. Here comes Yoko to apply a nerve hold.
3: <laughs> that Ionian nerve grip that just—that's like what? A, what a dream they had. The Yokozuna discovering that move. All right, you just need to stand there and just pinch the guy, and just do that. Yeah. That that counts.
2: You does not have to do that. Just put put your hand on his neck as though you're posing for like a, a tandem photo. <laughs> like the Step photo. But what? It, but
3: what? It, but what it, <laughs> John, um but but what if, wanna, what if I want what if I want to jazz it up well you just put your own hand over your own wrist <laughs> <laughs> can you grimace <laughs> just look cross I'm trying to think when putting your own hand over your own wrist and grimacing has made a job with the used utilized hand any easier i.e maybe screwing in a screw or well, yes. or, or, or having a Go on the on the on the on the scratch card. <laughs> well, see,
2: it's multitasking. You, you can scoop applesauce while checking your pulse at the same time. <laughs>
3: That's true. I now have <laughs> sufficient applesauce, and my pulse rate is good.
2: <laughs> I'm just I'm just speculating. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I think Nerfhold's still going. well as we're talking through this here, ultimately Razor does fight back against Owen, but Owen takes him down. Gets a diving headbutt, which I honestly I wouldn't do too often. No, oh, it's very right. So he so busted that out, and then they were oh good, he has sleeper hold, which just <laughs> slow this down even more. On Razor, not the crowd, just on Razor. Mm-hmm. Then Savio does what any good man on the apron does, and that's rally the crowd, and that's a good job of it. They get into it a little bit. We get a double down, which is what this match needed.
3: It was going too fast, damn it. It was going too fast. Vint actually says collision par excellence.
2: (laughs) Now I've heard him say par excellence before, which I believe means best in the field. Yes. I feel like he's discovered
3: that word recently.
2: Now, I don't
3: know if this is the best collision ever, but Vince sure thought so. (laughs) Vince McMahon has studied all the collisions that have ever occurred. And decided this is the head collision in its field. Well, you know what? It was the best
2: collision of the weekend if you bought that crappy pay per view. Yay! For instance, playing 4D chess all along. <laughs> so, we get, so then we get double tags. Sabio and Yoko are in. Sabio is, 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 is a house of mostly fire, he's clubbering away knocks Yoko down with a spinning heel kick, crowd's getting into it now, like, oh, we smell a title change. Then Yoko hits a Simone drop and a leg drop and it wins.
3: Now, the, the bit here when Razor went to break up the cover was very weird. Like, he knocked out Owen Hart outside the ring and mm-hmm. saw the pinfall going down and thought, I could dive straight through the ropes here, or I can run to the other side of the ropes and slowly get in that side <laughs> and decided well, he... for that he's probably a little too fast for Yoko so he's got to like play along. Yeah, it's it would just it took me out of it a little bit to see him sort of trying to find a way to slow. I think if he'd still been brawling with Owen you would have got away with it. You were, you were into it before the finish? <laughs> okay, metaphorically it took me out of it. <laughs> not literally. I was very much not into it, but it very metaphorically took me out of it.
2: How the horse left the barn at 901. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we're getting him back in there the horse is in Texas at this point <laughs> the horse is eating its own feces and spitting at you
2: <laughs> speaking of fecal matter we go to the report card of Dean Douglas oh
3: this is getting this is a rough watch week by week and like i started off with some high hopes for this cuz i know it gets it gets a rough deal and rightly so and i thought maybe he might as weeks go, or maybe might grow into the role, it might, but this is just <laughs> tedious. It's only three weeks in, and I, I hate it, but not in a good way.
2: This is a man who, who's acting like he's grading his paper, he's actually reading, reading his contract, looking for an out clause.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> Paul, I may have made a mistake. <laughs> Play my fucking P45.
2: <laughs> so, report card, with Dean Douglas. Our term of the week is teamwork, a uh, word that Vince hates to hear because that implies duality and it's all about single stars. <laughs> so he does, now he makes a valid point here, I will say, even though this is a very tedious segment. He points out that Savio's accidentally, accidentally, accidentally takes a referee while Yoko and Owen double team Razor. How dumb that is. So he is pointing out the stupidity of a baby face. Okay, so there's something tangible here to work with. At least there's that.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's the, like all good heels. There's a little method bar in the madness.
2: Mm. Pointing out how dumb the baby face is and there's something to it there. But his wispy monotone is just, it does not suit him at all. It really doesn't.
3: It really doesn't.
2: Mm. So then he gives Razor and Savia a grade of T or rather two T's for terrible twosome. Ah, it's the alliteration. You know, you know Pat wrote that bit.
3: <laughs> Could you, I, I wouldn't mind, but like, T's not even a grade. Like, you no. can't grade someone two T's. Like, surely there's a better way of, of, of doing this without having to make, like, a grade of T for terrible... Oh, who wrote Maybe this? you just wanted some T. T for two. T for... Take me away from here and I want to go back to ECW we'll swear for food (laughs) he's making the money i bet he must go home at night after these and just go just making the money i'm just making the money i'm just making the money every day i pray for a meteor
2: (laughs) speaking of wonderful gimmicks we go on to Doctor Isaac Yankum's office.
3: Yay! Now I remember. Now I wasn't watching wrestling at this point. This is my uh, lucky you. I know, right? I was. This was my (laughs) lapse time as a fan, which is what makes doing this show with my friend Justin Henry so much fun. Because it's like it's me as a lapse fan, rediscovering something for the first time. But for some reason, this sparked a little thing in my brain. I must have. We. I must have been channel hopping, and I must have seen this particular bit. Because I remember the promo with the skeletons. So like every, so as, so is there. I remember the promo with the skeletons. <laughs> as said was so casually. I remember the promo with the skeletons. I mean, technically every promo has skeletons in. We just don't see them. Mm. But they, it's it was, it was in the barbers. You describe it. You describe, because you're better at the, this part You than said I am. barbers? I did say barbers, didn't I? (laughs) Full disclosure, full disclosure. This is a Monday. This is Freedom Day we're recording. Freedom Day. Um, And I stayed up to watch Money in the Bank last night. So that finishes about half four. And I've had about three hours sleep. And, okay. and then I got I got graded done. I got news podcast done, and I packed up my desk and moved across back to the office at the isolation station. So I am running on a little bit of not much sleep, and I spent the weekend back home. Alex and I had weekend back home with my parents, and mm. we drank a lot of drink. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a little hobby that me and my mum and my dad have introduced Alex to, which is drinking lots of champagne. And it's been a very decadent weekend, so apologies. If I every so often refer to a dentist as a barbershop, or as I did in graded on two occasions, refer to the briefcase as a belt. So <laughs> just remember Are you this is to piss <laughs> I, I think I am, apparently. <laughs> just remember this is all free. This is all free. <laughs> You're not being charged for this. You can't claim a refund. This is all free.
2: <laughs> well, Okay, so Yankum and Lawler are in this vignette, and the guy is in the dentist chair.
3: Barber's chair. It's, it's Isaac Yankum, medieval barber. <laughs> Theodoric of York. <laughs> Sweeney Todd demon dentist of Fleet Street. <laughs> okay, that, that's actually kind of cool. So <laughs>
2: the guy's getting x-rays done now. I went to the dentist last week, and I had x-rays done. They give you this big layover, almost blanket-like lead vest they put over your body. You know, for, for, because the radiation. And Yankum, and, and however, th- this poor patient does not have one on. Lawler and Yankum have them though. Lawler's just holding his up while the guy has no. So they're, they're giving this guy cancer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do they still do it? Because I've not had I've not had that kind of X-ray at my dentist for ages. They still do the thing where they give you like a bit of lead here, and then the dentist goes, "Okay, I'm just gonna go stand behind this wall." <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine though
2: I haven't gotten sick yet <laughs> um actually the um the, the hygienist was in the room just kind of moving moving the little boom camera thing around at different points and I had to bite down different parts for different teeth and I had to watch him come up on the little monitor and I'm like oh that one's gonna need to work well, that one's
3: actually not bad. That's better than I thought it was gonna be It's like a tooth ultrasound.
2: Oh, it is. It's, um, but yeah, yeah, the x rays done once in a while. Mm. And that's, um, but they do give me the vest, and this poor bastard doesn't have one. Now, just to, just to show all of us at home what is going on here, in case we're so dumb we can't figure it out, and if we're watching this show, we might be dumb. Um, every time Yankum takes the uh, the x ray photo, the screen alters the, the, the indicated like the, the whole skeletal effect of everybody in the room. It, it grays and it shows like the, um you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, like the, it, it filters, like it shows, like like the everyone's skeleton in terms of photo taken. So, kind of, it kind of takes away from the reality. I mean, this whole show does, obviously, but it takes away from the reality of it all. <laughs> it's, it's cartoon villainy. It's
3: yeah. It's it, this is what w, WWF is about. Still, they're still in this cartoonish era. They can't quite let that go. And uh, you know somebody in like a special effects department had a lot of fun making this.
2: Oh, yeah, they were having a blast. It's, you got to get job satisfaction somehow.
3: <laughs>
2: and they let you drink on the job most of the time, so you do what you got
3: to do. So Bret Hart versus Kane is happening at SummerSlam then. <laughs> yes. Nova and Kane, Hart, if
2: you will. And Bret Hart is fighting for, for,
3: for the unwilling
2: cancer recipients of Isaac Yankham's office
3: have we had the it might have happened on superstars or wrestling challenge no wrestling challenge isn't it again like from this era um i remember this promo and i remember Bret hart doing a promo ahead of this where he's like isaac yankum you take out teeth i like to knock out teeth the old-fashioned way and i was like i I like that nice bit of energy from the hitman i seem to remember that promo around this time my brother's Canadian. He probably played hockey growing up. Yeah, I like to knock out teeth the old fashioned way. And I don't quite recall that from
2: her, but I'll, I'll bet it did happen. Because what else are you going to do As a guys that
3: There's
2: no one else to do burn. It for. I'm going to burn down the funeral home where you in it, and That's not for
1: two
3: more years. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> oh, sorry. I had some pages stuck together. <laughs>
2: Isaac Yankum, you think you're as good as Kevin Nash? That's
3: why you stole his pants. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> Listen to me, Isaac Yankum. You may be able to run Knox County, but you can't run me out of the... What? Is that too soon? Too soon, apparently. Too soon. You may be a Hall of Famer. What? Isaac Yankum, you may be trying to ruin Christmas for all the kids, but we did that already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't believe people thought this was going to be a bad SummerSlam when there's a match that literally, literally features three WWE Hall of Famers. Hang
2: on. Yeah. I'm thinking. I need the... Brent oh, Hart. yeah.
3: Undertaker, Paul
2: Bear, and comma. <laughs> Six WWE Hall of Famers. <laughs> I knew I'd get there if you just let
3: me. Is everybody... Actually, is everybody at SummerSlam a Hall of Famer? Not skipping Sonny. Not skipping Sonny. Not Bob Holly. Not Bob Holly. Not Hakushi. Not Hakushi. Not Mabel and Moe. Not Mabel and Moe. Okay, six, six of them aren't. In, not inadvertent running Luger. Oh, <laughs> not Luger.
2: Okay. Not not Bertha or Harvey.
3: Bertha or Harvey. Oh, yeah, we got that as well, haven't we? Not Horowitz. Not Horowitz. Not Eli and Jacob Blue. Not Bart Gunn. All right, no, okay, maybe not. <laughs> I can keep going. No, don't. Stop it, stop it. You're right, you're no, right. i Vlad. For a... Unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I thought I had to that. Fix that. A... Yeah, they go, when's this thing coming out? His documentary. They said, hey, a, a documentary on a superfan.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Documentaries are only ornamental, my friend. <laughs> Putting the mental in, ornament. No one wants to watch Kevin Nash and Lex Luger and all this stuff we've put in, we've filmed, but we're not going to put it out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I quite like the Kevin Nash Stone Cold uh, Broken Skull sessions. I've not watched it all yet, but. It's um. What I liked is Steve Austin having his Steve boys there and Kevin Nash with a lovely glass of red wine. That's nice. Well, he's a classy guy. He's got tannins in, so he can. Uh, mm. he's all right with them. Mm. Mm.
2: So, Kev, you say you live in a castle of cool. <laughs> I do I not recollect saying that at all. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Why was a castle of cool not a thing? I should, it should have been a talk show, a wrestling talk show, The Castle of Cool. Welcome to the Castle of Cool. Let's lower the drawbridge for our guest, Barry Horowitz. It would have happened if I'd have been there.
2: (laughs) Like a horrible, like, like, Ed Wood drawbridge effect. One of the change (laughs)
3: breaks. (laughs) And Barry Horowitz just clips into it. (laughs) (laughs) 1995
2: in a nutshell. Damn it, Barry. <laughs> Fatu versus Tony DeVito. 95 in a nutshell. Fatu is here to make a difference, clearly, not gets her to DeVito,
3: who joined <laughs> a, street, a
2: street gang four years later and shaved his head.
3: <laughs> Fatu is like the anti fiend. <laughs> yes. Makes everybody much worse. felt a lot of good you did for Kishi. <laughs> so
2: Fatu kicks his ass while wearing a beanie. and made sure to write those words in that exact order.
3: Beanie stays on the whole
2: time. We learn that Sean's face and lower next week intercontinental title match. We get this um nice spot in the corner where where DeVito slams Fatu's head in the buckle, which is dumb because it doesn't work. Turns, gets a big super kick. This is a, this is actually a slow squash for what it should be. Yeah. And being very methodical for some reason. Although he does bust out a freaking diamond
3: cutter. That was nice. Like a di- like a like a nice running diamond cutter as a finish. I feel yeah, like but, everybody is used Like, uh, this is kind of one of those finishes they seem to give to people who don't really have a finisher. Because didn't Hunter Hurst Helmsley bust this out a few weeks back? Yeah, yeah he, he had the original cutter.
2: Mm. Yeah, Fatu has, has what they call in a video game, the Samoan neckbreaker, which is a freaking diamond cutter. Oh. But see? yes, he, uh, he cuts the veto. Goes up top, hits a flying splash to finish his, his old head shrinker finish. And Vince uses this time, and this is quite opportune, to go into a fundraiser promo. Hey, if you're if you're out there looking for to use us for a fundraiser, we would be happy to help because we'll help we'll help you make a difference. Like thought 2 makes a difference in the streets of San Francisco.
3: Now there is some reasoning, some method behind the madness for Vince McMahon at this point being so high on doing fundraiser stuff, isn't it? And it, it's all just exposure for them, isn't it? Being I mean, they're being seen as mm-hmm. the good guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Is it a tax write-off as well? I feel like it might be a tax write-off. Well, IRS has gone to so the coast, is clear. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I feel like this I feel like uh, now IRS isn't in the picture. They can shave some money off the bottom line. and go, oh, it was a charity event. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes they show Diesel
2: these endeavors. Here's Diesel playing baseball with the
3: cast of Eight is Enough. And they're doing it to raise money so every kid in the Tri County area can afford a scooter. <laughs> the
2: reason why you to buy new peep boots for the local adults, uh, adult bookstore. <laughs> we
3: here at the World Wrestling Federation are proud I to support to Eggs part. for Dogs. Make sure that every <laughs> dog in the Tri County area can have an egg. They're trying to eliminate a highway for like Super Dave did. How do you sing King of the Road on top of a bus? That charity would be called the That charity would be called the Hit and Fun. <laughs> Diesel for dimwits. <laughs> give, give Give swearing in traffic the middle finger.
1: <laughs>
3: we're trying to, end, we're trying
2: to end profuse sweating in our lifetime.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the Irish McMahon telethon.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is Mike Rotunda. Over the next three minutes, he will sweat enough <laughs> to, to, to drown a small village. <laughs> With your help, we can keep Mike Rotunda in in, in deodorant for the next four months. <laughs> it is August. It is hurricane
2: season. If a hurricane were to strike IRS, the, the, the effects would be far worse for everybody else in
3: his vicinity. This man will drown in his own bed without these special grills that allow the water to seep through the floorboards.
2: <laughs> Iris has actually grown gills. He can breathe like a fish while he sleeps at night. <laughs>
3: You've seen the Disney Pixar movie Luca. It's roughly based around IRS.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com/slash people today.
2: SummerSlam Insider. Hey. as This company's calling poor.
3: Todd dressed like a movie usher for some reason. He looks very Because he's about to interview Gorilla Monsoons, who's put his best his best top on, his best trousers <laughs> on. Looking like, like, like at girl doesn't have any actual authority, right? No.
2: Oh. <laughs> Angers puts on his evening at the improv sweater that he's had on for the past six months. <laughs> so, so Todd runs down this this thing that's in shambles that we call a SummerSlam card. <laughs> um, Diesel versus Mabel for the world title. Uh-huh. He calls it Diesel's sixth pay per view title defense. It's actually his fifth. I had to look it up. You were wrong, mister.
3: So, where they got that from then?
2: I don't know who I don't know what their hood source was, but let's see. Brett at the Rumble, Sean at WrestleMania, Sid at the
3: first in your house,
2: Sid at the second in your house. Now we got SummerSlam with Mabel. That's his
3: fifth. Did he not defend it at King of the... No, he didn't defend it at King of the did he? No, it was it was him and Bam versus Sid and Tatanka in the boredom tag team title match. That was it, the main event Tatanka match. That was the one. Yeah. The main
2: event Tatanka match. That's I know you're in a good place. But you're that, that exact <laughs> Main
3: event to Tonka.
2: Shout out OSW. <laughs> Love those lads. Mabel cut the promo. It's just more emphatic yelling. <laughs> it's just scripted lines and just about royalty and bowing down and all that wonderful stuff Mabel talks about. <clears throat> then we got to hear about Sean Razor. Yay, that's good. That's going to save the show. Yeah. And we get the monsoon interview. Monsoon's apparently sitting in the office at the bus terminal.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a rent an office, doesn't it? It does.
2: <clears throat> the potted plant's a nice touch. He
3: he insists upon the interim
2: label for some reason. Something about you know, no pressure on him or whatever. I don't. I don't know. What, get, what I, don't I know. got
3: from this was he was work shy, and by being interim, he doesn't really need to commit to anything. And he could he could take his foot off the gas a little bit because he came up with some some hokey about oh there's no politics then I you know I don't have any favoritism to management or the lads if I'm interim well no just if you it would make so if if you are hired to be the full that do that role full time you have to immediately show respect to management like that was <laughs> that was a weird bit of bollocks that Gorilla Monsoon was spouting. <laughs> How about you just say? I gave myself the interim label because
2: I want to earn the job and show that I can do a been good job a million so that times I be better. Pre- so that I can be I can be the president for the people and win their trust.
3: That would have been a million times better.
2: <clears throat> good baby face answer, but yeah. no, we get this random explanation. Whatever the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and I love Gorilla.
3: He just sounds work shy so, when he talks about it. He just sounds like I just can't be asked to do <clears throat> any of the paperwork. I just want to do the fun stuff. So I'll be the interim. <laughs>
2: So, Monsoon, in his next act as president, interim president, adds a Alundra Blaze versus Birth of Faye for the women's title to SummerSlam. Now, in fairness,
3: we haven't had a women's title match
2: since April on TV. Mm-hmm. So, he's doing something there.
3: And it's a storyline so that began on television back then.
2: Yes, but only he remembers it.
3: <laughs> it's
2: like, hey, wait a minute they still here. Uh, let's do the match. What the hell? Okay. So he has made his decree. He, he throws down the smoke bomb and then disappears after that. Uh, Cause Monsoon's a sorcerer. <laughs> and so we we had that to the card and the legendary Bret Hart we're facing Isaac Yankum, the, Oh, God,
3: Brett's old in their eyes now. One of the all-time greats. No, don't call me that. It just turns to stone. What a kiss of death. <laughs> it is, isn't it? turns to stone. We just had Medusa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good <laughs> shout. And a
2: casket match, Undertaker versus Kama.
3: Yay. <clears throat> this is why they went, oh, gosh. Just chuck a ladder match in there. <laughs> just give some value for money. Yeah, is
2: yeah. it. A- it's actually a shame that, that comment didn't win King of the Ring because he could have been King comma and we could have had to call the Hulk joke for, in perpetuity forever.
3: <laughs> All hail King comma. Ross. Oh! Okay. Now you get it. I 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 get it. Yeah, well, if I read a commentary
2: on role with JR Jr. and the King, we could have had King comma Ross. <laughs> on
3: commentary.
2: <laughs> ah, uh, we get a taker promo, S- something, something, comma, is going to die. No, it, 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 it just, so SummerSlam at this point is a match of the year candidate and a whole lot of nothing else. Pretty much. I'll bring some plants from home to try to spurs this up. <laughs> Maybe a lounge
3: or chair or something. Some <laughs> coasters. Something to bring the room together. Something to tie the room together would be lovely at this point, Justin. I'll, I'll get the dude's rug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the late Philip Seymour Hoffman to carry it out for me. Oh. So, Goldust teaser. It's a scene we've had for three straight weeks now.
3: Gabo is coming. <laughs> I'm excited for whatever Goldust is. I'm intrigued. Simple, Try simple, simple, simple trailers, match. but they're working.
2: Uh, it's we know it's Dustin Rhodes and it's gonna be to me unlike anything he's done up to this point. Comma versus Troy haste. Troy haste, if I didn't know any better, was Kurt
3: Hennig, with him with his protection with a mustache. <laughs> he is better known in OVW as Phantom Sorrow. Mmm Huh? <laughs> That was his name in OVW in the in the late 90s. Phantom Sorrow. Is that a name he made up? Nope, that is 100% a fact. 100,000, not even... I, I know that is the sort of bullshine that I would throw at you, Justin. No, that is 100% is that a, name, he a fact. He made up. Oh, obviously, it's an I made up. No. <laughs> it does sound like some bollocks I make up. Um, oh, I, I would like to think that he made that up himself. He strikes me... As the sort of guy that will go, oh, I'm wasted in this role. I could be doing so much more. And when they give him the give him the ball to run with, they go, all right, I've got this idea for a gimmick. I've had it since I was 10. It's Phantom Sorrow. <laughs> and then, we, then what happens happens. He goes, all right, thanks for coming, Tony. It's great to see you. <laughs> I'll be the Atomic Bear. <laughs> <laughs> it also sounds like it could be a Metal Gear Solid game. That's probably why I quite like it. Atomic Bear? No, Phantom Sorrow. <laughs> atomic well, Bear Tom would bear be a it. boss in the Metal Gear Solid game. I'm messing with Atomic Bear,
2: Jesus. Even nice. Daniel Bryan would, and, and he's trained to fight bears.
3: <laughs> I bought his instructional video. Why isn't Adam Bomb's mascot an Atomic Bear? But why didn't him and David team as the Atomic Dogs? Oh they my God! That'd be Money! Just oh, oh God. and it would have explained it's why Davey Boy Smith's weird promo <laughs> just it's, radiation. It's <laughs> <laughs> they injected me with, with, with nuclear waste by accident. We've seen, um, Davey Boy Smith Jr. has signed with WWE. Yes, they Smack. did a dark match on SmackDown, it's but serious. they didn't show the dark match because it's a dark match. Uh, but they showed his interview afterwards. And what I love is with his interview, if you listen to it. It's an American accent, but it's exactly the same cadence as British Bulldog. Um, he
2: grew up listening to his dad talk.
3: <laughs> yep, it's exactly how he does. It's exactly how his dad talks. It's amazing. I was like, that's so, that is exactly how Bulldog talks. Uh, good luck to Dave Boy Smith Jr. I'm <laughs> predicting Dave Boy Smith Jr. to, uh, to be the NXT UK champion uh, by the end of next year.
1: It's so going to win it in Wembley?
3: Yes. They'll do NXT TakeOver Wembley. And then that'll be where the WWE goes, look, you've had your Wembley again, so shut up. <laughs> and it's the <laughs> 20th anniversary. 19, thirty. Oh thirty. Christ, it's the 30th anniversary of TakeOver Wembley. It's so the 30th I anniversary it. of SummerSlam. So that I is first where find Lennox <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> yes. I and carry he the flag. You can get F'd before the match. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Tyson Fury at? <laughs> Tyson, i left <wept>. uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what a match! <laughs> yeah, so I'm. I, my prediction, my long prediction, is they'll they'll mark the thirtieth tw- anniversary of SummerSlam '92 with NXT UK Takeover Wembley, and Davey Boy Smith Jr. will become NXT Wembley UK. Wembley Arena, champion. right? Oh, the arena has another stadium. Christ! <laughs> Christ! I was at the York rooms and I could dare myself think it would sell out Wembley stadium. <laughs> and I, and I love bloody Ilya Dragunov and Rampage Brown and Amir Jordan. They're not selling out Wembley stadium. I'm sorry, lads. You have a match where two guys can't punch each other in the face. <laughs> Yay. Wrestling. had
2: not fired Matt Martell. You could have been a Rick.
3: Oh, that just, just, just recreate every match on that card. Every match yes. on that card. I interviewed Virgil and we mentioned SummerSlam 92. <laughs> did you now? I, he was it was an interesting interview. Um, he seemed quite keen to talk about meat sauce and, and spaghetti and, and how big his penis is. <laughs> um, to the point where I just thought, I'll just throw all my questions out. This will be fine. So I mentioned, I said, SummerSlam 92, when you came to the UK, where did you go and eat? was my question because <laughs> this is where the interview got at this point his answer was summerslam i fucking kicked nails ass at summerslam yeah you did where'd you go to eat i i had olive garden from poughkeepsie delivered i was like okay that's that's great thanks thanks yes his special grub hub they had in 1992 <laughs> where they shoot it out of a missile silo yes he, he has threatened to come to the uk though so i'm quite excited he's threatened to come to the uk <laughs> yes he wants to come and do a one-man show. I think he wants to sing Oasis live on stage. <laughs> Mate, the, the, if you wish to hear the interview, it's on the, it's on the podcast feed. Please go check it out. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a treat. You won't get much from it uh, in terms of gossip and juicy news and salacious detail. It'll just be, it's just Virgil going off on one for 15 minutes. <laughs> Well,
2: speaking of SummerSlam 92, Papa Shang was on that show, so back to comma we go.
3: Yay, and it's See. back to comma we go. That's, that's how you segue. Mm, beautiful, so, so
2: then Sid calls in, as I now realize that Sid and karma were the ones beating up Hogan at the end of WrestleMania 8 before
1: <laughs> Warrior ran in.
2: So nothing excites me more than
3: Sid calling into a show. Do you know why he called in? Why Tom? Because there was rumour and innuendo this week that Sid had been fired from WWF. So the whole purpose of this call was to make sure that those rumours were quashed because they very much are still working with Sid. With him being taken out of the match at SummerSlam, everybody thought, oh, maybe you know, Sid's leaving the company. So Vince was keen to do something to put Sid back in the in the centre of the of the picture, and that's where this this phone call came in. So there you go. Is that why there was no AOL plug this week? Because like, damn the internet. Yeah, forget the internet. <laughs> we hate the internet <laughs> this week. It's it's trying to ruin my business.
2: See, they, they knew then what we know now. Mm-hmm. So Sid says only he makes his decisions. I guess hence the softball schedule. Kama <laughs> just works over the armature for a haste while this conversation is going on. Nice hammerlock slam. He puts him in a cross arm breaker, gets a submission win. Then Sid in an attempt to steal the show this week, says that Sean almost paralyzed him in your house too, and then calls Sean a little hip-shaking
3: idiot. (laughs) Hey, Sid. (laughs) Oh, Sid, I can't stay mad at you. (laughs) I can't even get mad at him.
2: He's the best. He's ace. Comma badmouse, the creatures in the front row, they no-sell them. Those that's creatures those
3: creatures have been following Carb around for what feels like a lifetime. You know why they're miserable because they buy front receipts of these TV tapings? <laughs> yeah, I'm just... I'd be fed up if I were them. <laughs> if I'm I was like, Stephanie and Shane McMahon, apparently.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I love bringing up that rumor. Every single time they come on screen, the fact that people go in, that's Stephanie and Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of, them, I think the guy is just Gothic Martin Scorsese <laughs> before he got big.
2: I left the set of Casino for this.
3: <laughs>
2: Sean and Lola next week, but for, but for now we have a main event anywhere in the country, and in fact, Louisville is somewhere in this country.
3: <laughs> it is a main Diesel. event that has been described by many that is happening tonight. <laughs> Diesel versus Mo. O S W review. If we hear you. <laughs> love I've Mo. been happy with Diesel versus Shemp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're getting jacked up, Shep.
1: <laughs> 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 You're welcome for that.
3: Oh, this this show is so bollocks. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs>
2: Hey, Mo, Diesel's really kicking your brother's ass out there. (laughs) Shut up, idiot. Quiet, you. (laughs) Stooges (laughs) would save this country if it was a real Stooges. No one took bumps like Curly did. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Can I imagine someone getting Clueline and doing the Curly shuffle on the mat?
3: (laughs) I'm surprised (laughs) I haven't seen it happen. (laughs) I, I bet someone's done it at some point. I bet Zach Ryder's done it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> or Santino. It's the Stooges are timeless. Mm, they are a time. Students are great. They are. They are. They are a time. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just being obstinate. I, I do like this. Uh, but, 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 their but, but their, their, their place on. in history is sealed. <laughs> Greatest
2: comedy group ever. (laughs) Until Joe Bester came along. But we ignore that part. So, Duds at ringside. He's got an HBK shirt on.
3: Now, this t-shirt, I want to just touch on it. Because old Dudinsky, the the WWF shop guy, has this Mm -hmm. t-shirt. And it's got Shawn Michaels in the middle. And it's got words all around it. Barry Dudinsky says, this is a t-shirt that contains, quote, all of Shawn Michaels. Famous phrases. <laughs> I'm
2: a, I don't lay down for anybody.
3: <laughs> no, nope, not that, not that, not that. I mean, I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking that's not the case. So, let's go through some of apparently Shawn Michaels' most famous phrases. So, some of these are fine. I'm just a sexy boy, and I'm not your boy toy. That's on that. That's fine. Um, pin him. <laughs> I mean, he must have said it, because that's how you win a match. Michael's is in a whole different category. When do you say that one? <laughs> Punishing effectiveness. I've Okay, this, this is potentially problematic. I've been looking good since I was 12. That's on the T-shirt. I don't understand. And <laughs> at the bottom at the bottom. It's meant to say God's gift to women. But I don't know why and I can't think of why the EN has been blacked out. Like there's like a piece of tape or something to get rid of the EM. So it just God's, says, gift to God's gift to Wombat.
2: God's <laughs> gift to wom. God's
3: gift to Wombat. I don't understand why. Why putting women was offensive. They had to take it out. I don't know.
2: God's gift to Wombats would be good for, um, like, a sh- shikara gimmick or
3: something. I'd be perfect if this was a shikara, gimmick. But I don't know whether they set out to make sure Michael's God's gift to Wombats.
2: If I were to buy that shirt for someone for their birthday, that'd be like me going on cameo to find, find like, like, okay, who does that
3: person hate that I get them a cameo from? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's, it's just an awful T-shirt. It's an awful T-shirt. Just shit in a box and send it somewhere. You it's might cheaper. as well do. The postage and packaging <laughs> will be less.
2: Yeah, yeah. AEW has been accused of being a T-shirt company. movie clearly wasn't.
3: <laughs> I'd rather be a T-shirt company than than whatever Barry, whichever company Barry Dodinsky's hawking.
2: <laughs> he holds a shirt up. You're fired, and with good cause. <laughs> Just to tie into in to a of reference of that year, 95, actually. There you go. So as soon as Diesel's horn blares, Vince is like, yeah. Here comes the meat of it. Vince went point nine Pacino on that one. <laughs> Ooh. Big daddy cool. The monstrous Diesel. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all, of a, all of a sudden, he's scar-faced This whole company's it's a pussy waiting to get fucked. Let me just tell one out there: I know it's three and a half hours, but if you haven't seen *The Irishman*, Pacino is great in it. Oh, the... this is my union. <laughs> well, you can't say that in this company, obviously.
3: I haven't seen *The Irishman*, but my dad, who loves like *The Godfather* and *Goodfellas*, said it, and it's just—and he says it's just brilliant. Because it's just, oh, it just, just it's just, it's almost like a reunion of these classic actors in gangster gimmicks.
2: You have not lived until you've seen Ray Romano play a slimy lawyer <laughs> and do
3: good at it. I bet he would be a good lawyer, actually. In that, I've not seen was, him in it. But... He was great.
2: He was great. He's he's gotten better as a dramatic actor. <laughs> his his days of woodenly reading his lines on Everybody Loves Raymond that's long in the past. Aww. Ray's got some chops.
3: <laughs> he really has. I think it, I'm, I'm intrigued to see him in this. Actually.
2: It, it is worth the three and a half hours you'll spend watching this movie. Like If you love Goodfellas and Casino, this is your jam.
3: Okay. okay.
2: It's, it's long, but it's worth it. So Mo, Mo gets early control off a cheap shot.
3: Talking of long, but worth it. <laughs> um,
2: long, yes. But... Now, I wrote here that Mo gets early control off a cheap shot. I should not have written that. What I should have written was Diesel squashes him in nine seconds. Because <laughs> he's the champion and Mo is the sidekick. He's the lackey. Yes. This is like Raven sending Lodi at you.
3: Why is why is he getting so much in? Hey, why is Lodi beating up Goldberg? Are they are they is there somebody in the company potentially thinking, maybe Mo is the breakout star here? Well, that Sudan Moonsaw he hit it in your house, too. Maybe
2: they thought there was potential.
3: Maybe they did. Maybe they went. This he's, also... he's the guy.
2: That's right. Oh, but the God. problem was, this was the night after in your house, so he's probably still tired. <laughs> so, Diesel takes over, but, but Mo gets a spinning heel kick, which actually looked nice. Gets two off of that. We get an awkward... It's this awkward pace at this point. Because these two are on different pages in different books, Big Boot gets no reaction. They, they forgot to turn on the sweetener for that one.
3: It's just because they don't want to watch this match. They're just so done, yeah. and this is this is what they've got to deal it's, with. Even the technicians are unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so
2: Mabel comes out to distract Diesel. Then Sean comes out the back. Diesel up. Come back, come back and break Mo's in control. Why would why why is this a break
3: match? <laughs> Please stay with us for Diesel versus Mo. You think no! still
2: of- <laughs> Do you think a Roman Domic Mysterio match is going through commercial break? No. <laughs> That's being done and done. Yeah. So Mo misses a flying elbow smash. Take that, Randy Savage. Leave the company. <laughs> Diesel gets the side slam, then gets the big boot. Then a scary-looking jackknife that they had to edit a little bit because he didn't get Moe up clean the first time. But that ends it. This match was nine minutes long, by the way.
3: Fair play to Diesel getting Mo up for the jackknife. I know it needed a bit of tidying up, but fair play to Diesel getting him up
1: for No way in hell is he getting Mabel up for that.
3: <laughs> Mabel Mabel, rock up at ringside and being scared by Shawn Michaels looked daft. Because, like, I know that Shawn Michaels is, like, the star... But Mabel dwarfs him. Like, why was Mabel backing it off? Mabel could eat him. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) Mabel attacks his after the match, clotheslines him down. Sean goes to make the save. Mabel gets knocked to the outside. Then, (laughs) I don't know if he calls a highlight or a low light. Sean goes for the slingshot plunge on the Mabel. Now, I realize I want to... I couldn't catch Shawn Michaels. If Even if, if we were cooperating, I'd have our time. Mabel's much larger than I. Shawn jumps on the Mabel. Mabel catches him, but takes the five or six back step recoil off of it. It almost falls over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Unintentionally cool, funny that. moment from these two.
2: Yes. It's, he didn't catch him clean. <laughs> he, he runs Shawn back first under the post twice, like he did the Diesel in your house too. You're supposed to think Sean's career is over after that because it sounded like he's dead. Now, I remember this as a kid for one reason. I was a Shawn Michaels fan, and my brother, who was not a Shawn Michaels fan, had to twist the knife a little bit by saying, look, Sean's got a bald spot.
3: Oh, no. And so I'll then my a... brother.
2: My brother's an asshole. But it's part for the course I'm an asshole to him, too. So watching this back all these years later, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. Look down and sure enough I could I could see a little sliver of flesh on the top of Sean's head where there was no hair and it was like,
0: God damn, it's just like yesterday.
2: Oh. Meanwhile, Lawler Rebels and Sean being hurt. Sean's getting upset on the back.
3: Lawler's taunting him. Sean's yelling at him, trying to build the next week. And that's your show. Yeah, because it's Lawler and Sean next week. So Lawler sort of finishing by Giving Shawn Michaels some grief was was the probably a, a sensible way to end it. Let's focus on that and not the diesel versus Mo thing that just happened. Yes, yeah, so, 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 take our minds off of that immediately. I agree with you. The amount of offense that Mo got in this match did not make sense. It did not make sense.
2: If Mo's not facing Sean Vierkat and Adela Summersand, then what the hell is the point?
3: Exactly. <laughs> How many weeks
2: out are we from Summerslam? We have three more rolls.
3: Three more rolls. I'm, to go. I'm so sorry. Wait, wait,
2: wait. Two more rolls. Two more rolls.
3: Oh, two more rolls until we get to Summerslam. We will be doing a watch along of Summerslam as well. There'll be special guests involved as well, which we'll talk about a little closer to the time as well. Uh, if you have enjoyed this, do check out our YouTube channel because uh, an, an amazing episode of behind the match dropped over the weekend, which is all about. Um, this was this is some of your... Was this your fine work, Justin Henry? I believe it was.
2: This is my series, yes. Well, mine and Sam's series. and Matthew Stewart, our fine editor.
3: And it's all about the, uh, the, the cash-in at WrestleMania 31.
2: And everything that led to that moment. I was supposed to be Roman's night, and it was
3: not Roman's night. It's a beautifully done series, and you can watch it on the YouTube channel right now. What are you working on this week, Justin Henry? Anything you can reveal, or is it all top secret? Uh
2: This next project is top secret, but I will say we have more behind the matches coming. Five more, in fact, for this season. They're all in the can and ready to go. Exciting.
3: Exciting. We are fast approaching um, episode 100 of Desert Island Grabs. I can reveal that this week. And there are some really cool guests coming up in the last few episodes before then. One of them will take place in a studio face-to-face for the first time in a million years which I'm very excited about. I mean, doing them over Zoom has been great because you can talk to anybody all over the world and all that, but I do miss sitting opposite somebody. So one of those coming up, maybe for episode 100, maybe episode 100, find out who that is uh, in time yeah, to come. Wait, were you could say, did I interrupt you? Then was I gonna? Uh, I was gonna say, I can't wait to see it. Oh, bless you, mate! Thank you. I can't wait to see it either. Nor can I wait to do it. What I can't wait to do right now is say he is at JRH Writing on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Somebody thought that Mo getting all the offense was a good thing. It was probably Jack Tunney. Furthermore, you further morons. Stay safe. (laughs) I want to roll with further morons as a fan base for Jack Tunney. It's a good idea that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they are from now on. Love you. Bye. And scene. Lovely stuff.